This is Talk AP. Hey, welcome back to Talk AP. So glad that you decided to tune back in to this new episode. And we're going to take just a few minutes and begin to set the stage for the three pillars of relationship and kind of the whole uh, foundation for this podcast. Um, These three elements are what create a strong and healthy person. Like each one of these qualities produce uh, lasting relationship, in my opinion. And if you look at them, they're like the pillars that support every other relationship we have. And the first one that I want to talk about specifically today is faith. And, you know, I was thinking about it. And for me, faith, uh, when I say that, certain things really come to mind for me. And that can be different for each one of us, depending on our life and how we're brought up or uh, what we believe and the context that we live in. But for me as a Christian, uh, faith is interwoven into my worldview and when I hear it, it brings up very um, deep feelings and convictions in my life uh, because of my beliefs and uh, my spirituality. Mm-hmm. But when you hear uh, what faith, the word faith, it might have a completely different uh, meaning to you than it does me. And that's fine. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So when I hear someone talk about faith, There really is a religious and a spiritual implication for me, but it goes so much beyond that. It's more than just um, what you believe about God or about uh, life after uh, our time span here on earth, but it really is uh, more than that. You know, and I, I wrote it like this at first faith plays a pivotal role in our mental capacity. Like it allows us the ability to uh, believe in something more than ourselves, to believe that there's more than what we know. Uh, it, it also helps shape our approach to uh, physical standards. Like this isn't the end of where I have to be or where I am, but it's the beginning of knowing that there can be more. It provides definition to our spiritual state. So while it is very much a part of our mental and physical side, it also has huge implications in our spiritual state as well. And then lastly, it provides a context for social interaction. Um, So really for me at the beginning, as we look at this, faith is the foundation for our life. And what we believe really determines what we have faith in or what we have faith for. Like, I love thinking about like that there's faith in things and then there's faith for things. Before we get going too far, it's probably important to define what the meaning of faith is. And uh, when you look it up, it's interesting that faith is simply defined as having complete trust and confidence in something. Uh, When I say I have faith in God, it means that I have complete trust in him and confidence, essentially, that he believes and that he is who he says he is. When you believe a person, you have faith in them, you you have trust 
and you have confidence, like you believe who they are. You have faith that they will be who they said they are and do what they said they're going to do. Um, and then like to define that, to have the opposite of it. A lot of times I've heard that the opposite of faith is doubt. And the longer I've thought about it, the longer I've looked at it, I don't, I don't think that's really that accurate, especially with looking at the definition, like to have confidence in, I mean, doubt, you probably don't really have confidence in someone, but is it's really uh, easy to not be sure about something. With faith, it's like a greater optimism and hope, um, but yet you could be unsure. Like, I can believe someone is going to do something, and if they do then my faith has been proven valid. But if they don't, then it doesn't negate the fact that I had faith. I actually got a message uh, from my wife, and I she asked if I wanted Starbucks. And I was like, uh, yes, I'm not even sure why you're asking. But uh, I have faith that she's actually going to do that. Like next time I see her when she shows up, uh, <laughs> that's funny. It sounds like I don't really see my wife that much, but um, – She's on her way to where I'm recording this uh, for this evening. And it, I have faith that she's going to bring me Starbucks. I mean, I gave her my order. She asked what I wanted and, you know, what drink and what size and all that. And I really I have faith that she's going to follow through with what she said. Like that really is the simple example of having faith in something. You know, sometimes we make faith to be really, really hard or complicated, but it is really, really simple, you know, but then I am not a hundred percent positive. Something could come up like she could have the kids and they could, you know, I don't know, go crazy and pitch fits and she could run behind and not have time to get there. And that could not happen, but that doesn't mean that my faith was any less, whether she brought me a drink or not has no impact on my faith in her to do that or carry it out in her ability to do it or her to desire to do it. The outcome of what you believe in is not necessarily connected to your faith in the person or in the circumstance. Um, so for me, the opposite really of faith is disloyalty or the inability, uh, as the dictionary defines it, the inability or refusal to believe or to accept something as true. Like if I refuse to believe that my wife's going to bring me Starbucks, that she's just asking me to get me excited about having a cup of coffee, but I don't believe that she's actually going to go through with it, then there is a disloyalty between her and I have no faith in her. So faith is more a belief in a person and the intentions and a trust of who they are than a, uh, a doubt of whether or not something will actually happen. Like doubt can just provide for the reality of changing in circumstances and the inevitable outside force affecting our lives. I was thinking about it and 
you know, we have a lot of natural faith just as human beings. Um, I grew up in California, so I have uh, West Coast sports teams that I uh, like to watch. I grew up being a Sacramento Kings fan for base basketball, and uh, they're, they're really horrible to cheer for right now because they're not good at winning. But Golden State Warriors are really good at winning right now, and they actually just won the NBA championship, um, what, last week over the Cavaliers. And I I had faith in that team that they would be able to do it. I actually believe that the Golden State Warriors were going to win the championship, and Cleveland wasn't. Now, I may have been disappointed if Cleveland had won, um, and I may not have thought that the best team won or the most talented or the most deserving, but my faith wasn't connected to the outcome at all. My faith was placed in the trust that they were the uh, better team, that I believed in them, and then that I had the confidence that they had the ability to do it. Uh, and so as we look at our faith and in relationships, having faith in your relationship is trusting that the person you're in the relationship with, whether it's your spouse or uh, your kids, your friends, uh, your family and parents or your co-workers, that having a trust in who the person is and then a confidence that they want the best for their relationship, like that they are not malicious in their intent, um, that they want the best just like you, they want success. Now, that faith does not mean that they know how to or I know how to have the best relationship. We all have these areas in our lives that we're blind to that create um, conflict and struggle in relationships. And that's the part of um, this that becomes so challenging. Uh, I, I could almost say fun, but that might be more of a uh, sadistic and masochistic kind of approach to uh, relationships because if you see the struggle and the conflict as fun, um, no one really likes that. We love it when it's easy and when things are going well and we're having fun, but it's in those struggles that we really define character and depth of relationship and meaning. So having that confidence in people that going into relationship with actually creates a stronger relationship. So having faith in the relationship that this is going to be a good relationship, that this person has good intentions, that I have the best of intentions and a trust. So without trust and confidence, there could be no faith and the relationship cannot be healthy. Another uh, great example of faith in a very simplistic form is in um, just simply our daily interaction with objects. And so if you think about it, I'm sitting in a chair right now as I am recording this, and I did not do a function check before I sat down. Like I literally just plopped 180 pounds down on this chair and had faith that it would not let go and I wouldn't wind up on the floor. Like I believed in the people who made it and had trust that they did their job and confidence that this chair would hold. And I do that countless times a day. If you think every time you interact with something, you have a trust that is going to work. And then with other people, like I was thinking about it. And um, when you get in a car 
to drive anywhere. You are exercising an immeasurable amount of faith in other people, in nature, in your own abilities. Like think about it. You are getting in a moving piece of metal and just driving down this road at, you know, 30, 40, 60 miles an hour, depending on how fast you drive, 80 miles an hour. I don't know. That's up to you and your level of faith. And then you're going alongside of other people driving these giant metal machines and believing that they are not going to run into you. And then to top it off, you get on a two-lane road and you are driving in opposite directions with other cars coming at you and passing you. And you have no idea what that person is like in the cars coming towards and past you. That, my friends, is complete and blind faith. You have trust without any reason in every person that you go past. We are innately trusting in our lives. And yet what happens is we become wronged in relationships or we get hurt because something happens and it goes against our feelings or it it doesn't work out well for us. And we begin to lose a little bit of our natural faith in people and in the relationship and disloyalty begins to creep in and break down that relationship. All right. So to wrap up for this week, I just wanted to uh, leave you with one thought that without faith, we cannot succeed at relationships. Uh, in Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, actually give us God's definition of faith. And I love these three verses so much. And no matter where you're at, I think they can apply to our lives and every relationship we have. It simply says that faith shows the reality of what we hope for. So when we dive into a relationship, we have faith in what it will become. And that faith becomes the reality of our hope. Because what we believe in, we work on and we work towards. So when I have faith in a relationship, it allows me to work on it and work towards it. And then it, it continues, says that faith is the evidence of things we cannot see. When we start a relationship, we cannot see how it's going to end up. It's impossible to know how a relationship is going to play out. And then on top of that, uh, it is impossible to define uh, or to know a person. Like when we first meet a person, it is impossible to know everything about them. And when we enter into a relationship, it takes faith to believe that um, there's someone that we want to be in a relationship with. So as we do that, that our faith becomes the evidence of things we can't see. Eventually we see the evidence of who they are and that our faith was put in to a good person and into a beneficial relationship. Or we see that we saw the best in people and maybe the relationship didn't work out, but that doesn't, like we said before, negate our faith just because 
something doesn't work out the way we wished it would or the way we thought it would or the way it looked like it was going to, that doesn't mean that we did not have faith or that we didn't have enough faith. Um, it just means that sometimes things don't work out the way we wish it would. And then it goes on in verse 2 of Hebrews, it says, Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. I love that. Like, if if you want to have a good reputation, it takes faith. If you want to be known for having good, healthy relationships, it takes faith. And if you want to have a reputation that is um, strong with the people around you, to have trust and confidence in people you can do nothing but have a good reputation. If people think of you as trustworthy and as reliable, they're going to talk well about you and they're going to want to maintain and be in a relationship with you. And lastly, it says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. You know, I love it. When you look at science, they're constantly discovering uh, more and more. And they're seeing that there was an origin to the universe and there was a moment that things came into existence. And the more that science discovers, the more it points to a creator God. And in that we have this faith that we understand that everything that was made was made by more than what we can grab hold of today. And it's such a great picture for us to bring down in scale to our relationships. Everything we see has come out of faith in things we could not see. The things that are inside people, the things that move past and that grow uh, into a healthy and rich relationship. So as we develop relationships, you know, when you add two things together, all of a sudden it becomes something new. It's like when you cook uh, a meal, you begin with one ingredient and then you take a second one and you add it together. I'm thinking you get like um, a, a Cajun dish or any of that. You add garlic and onion and celery. It's called like the, the trinity in French cooking and you get it together. And as they begin to stew and marinate together, this amazing flavor develops that wasn't there before independently. While they were good on their own, they are amazing together. And so that is what happens when we put our faith into relationships. It begins to marry two people that are awesome on their own, but then become something amazing together. Over the next uh, two weeks, I want to look at the other two uh, pillars independently, you know, they are elements that support healthy relationships, but they are um, the next two pillars are very similar, whereas faith was unique on its own. So I wanted to talk about it first because you see faith is solitary. It's yours and no one else's. You're going to encounter people that have common and shared beliefs in faith, and you're going to encounter people with uh, different faiths. And different beliefs, but both of those groups are secondary to the existence of your faith. You see, the great thing is each one of those can build and develop a stronger faith and belief. Encountering someone that has a different view or opinion from you 
doesn't have to weaken your opinion, but it can strengthen it. And then encountering people that share in the same beliefs and the same faith that you have and the same trustworthiness and confidence creates momentum in our lives and it builds and creates an environment for us to have a stronger relationship and a better life. So as we look at that, like our faith is our own. It is apart from anything else or anyone else. And it starts from the inside of us and then resonates out of us into the world around us and into our relationships. So that's why faith is solitary because it begins and ends with you. The next two pillars are communal. They are um, they are actually relationships themselves. They are defining relationships that reach into every other relationship you will ever have. the The second pillar that we're going to talk about is family. Uh, in psychology, it's called the family of origin or the nuclear family. So we're talking about like your parents and your siblings, um, and sometimes a little bit more, maybe aunts, uncles, uh, but that tight-knit, close family that helps define your first, your first encounters with authority, your first encounters with love, your first encounters with challenge, and how you process through all of those things in our life are simply defined by our families. And then the next pillar, the third pillar is our friends. You know, I know that when I have someone that I truly call a friend and that I look to, I, they impact my life and my decisions. They have a voice that they've been given that has influence. I trust them and I'm confident in their decisions. I have faith in them to have my best interest at mind. So they hold a high place in my life and they help define the other relationships that I have. So we're going to talk about those over the next couple weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, this week. And if you can go ahead and uh, share this with your friends, you can grab it on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, pretty much any podcast um, catcher that's out there. I'm on anchor uh, with this. You can follow it and you can send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to get some Q and A's going as soon as we can and here in the next few weeks. And we're also want to have some people on the podcast and do some interviews with that. So if you can give a shout out, much love. I appreciate you guys taking the time. God bless you guys. Have a great week. You've been listening to Talk AP with Austin. I'm so glad and appreciative that you would take your time to hear my thoughts and listen to the conversations that we have here on this podcast. If you liked it, go ahead and give an applause up on Anchor as you listen to it. Uh, follow me so that you'll never miss an episode. That's the easiest way to get update on here. You can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or any of your favorite uh, podcast catchers. I hope to see you around. Submit your questions as always, and I'll see you on the next episode.